0: (laughs) good evening everybody welcome to another edition of Hoopstradamus I am joined by Adam Shalafu and of course the great
1: coach Leo how we doing guys happy to be here buddy doing great oh yeah that's all I gotta say oh yeah
2: (laughs) and coach Leo man this is your return you know you got the basketball season going this time of year and, uh, you know, been busy, but it's great to have you back.
1: Yeah, man, I'm still busy. I just had to, you know, make time for the uh, the Hoochie Dramas podcast. I see y'all doing y'all's things. You know what? Let me go ahead and step back on the scene real quick. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, proud of y'all. And, uh, uh, yeah, man, season, my it's going okay. I mean, I got, I got some... Uh, got some youth, to put it that way. We're 0-3, but we're going to be all right. It's, Sounds it's, uh, like the
2: Bulls. <laughs>
1: <sighs> no, takes I, some time. I don't know, man. The the, the NBA is just another level of talent. I don't know how you can't. I don't know how. You, who, who who have they played?
0: Uh, the, the Warriors. The Pacers. And the Hawks. And the Hawks.
1: Those are all good teams. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all good teams. Yeah.
0: Eh, I don't know about Golden State. I don't know about that.
1: They got Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's still Steph Curry. It's Steph killed him last night. I think he
1: That's all you need. All you need is one one good player to beat the Bulls.
2: And then when Damian Lee is going to do his Clay Thompson impression, everybody's screwed. <laughs> That's
0: very true. Curry had thirty six last night. Not not. Exactly. Night. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I, and I skipped him in the draft, in the fantasy draft. I'm like, why did I do that? Oh, he got a broken hand. I know that. But Steph Curry, God Lee, I should have picked him. But no. All
0: right. You know what? It's going to be interesting, especially with the Warriors this year. It's going to be weird to see it down because no clay now again, and it's going to be wild, but we do have a lot to get to today. First, I want to start off with the news that came out today. Spencer Dinwiddie out for the foreseeable future. It does not sound like he right now, they don't know if he's going to be back or not, but a partially torn ACL has sidelined him for most of the regular season, if not the entire rest of the regular season. It'll depend on how he rehabs, and then they'll see. But I just wanted to get – I'm going to start with Adam. Adam, I wanted to get your opinion on the Spencer Dinwiddie situation and how much of an impact that's going to have on Brooklyn as a whole.
2: I mean, luckily, Brooklyn's got a lot of depth. That's why they're my uh, pick to come out of the East. Maybe a, maybe my pick to win the championship. We're going to see how it goes, but they're a damn good team. They're a versatile team. They're going to present you with matchup. Man. They're the damn good, man. They're, they're going to give a lot of <laughs> teams right. up. Uh, right. They're a matchup nightmare. But I think uh, obviously losing Spence is a, is a huge hit. That's a guy who could probably be in contention for sixth man of the year. Uh, luckily, they still have a lot of depth. They still got uh Karis Levert, and I think that's huge. But I mean, honestly, especially covering Colorado basketball out here, this is Spencer Dinwiddie country. You know, people love him out here, and by all accounts, it sounds like he's a really nice guy. And I just hope he uh has a speedy recovery because I- I've liked him since he was on the Detroit Pistons. I remember when the Bulls made that bonehead move, traded him away from Michael Carter Williams, but this is a guy who I thought was a real nice under the radar player for a long time. And it was nice to see him after, you know, he suffered that injury in college to really carve out a spot for himself in the NBA. And, uh, I mean, really all I can say is I hope he, he feels better because it's a shame when you see a guy take that, uh, injury.
1: Yeah. You made a lot of good points. Um, that's the chimes. Every time you made a good point
2: thing, <laughs> ding.
1: ding, ding, nice, very nice. Uh, yeah, man, Dinwiddie, man, you hate to see people get hurt, you know, <laughs> you never want to uh, see anybody get hurt, but uh, yeah, man, the depth on this
0: team is so great that I think they can compensate for a loss for Spencer Dinwiddie. I mean, I don't I say Timothy Cabarro, is that how you say his name?
2: Yeah, Luau Cabarro, TLC, for sure.
0: Fantastic tonight. He's got 19 points.
2: Damn, as okay. they just
0: got started the third quarter. And this team, the thing that I loved about Brooklyn is that even last year, you could tell this was a well-coached, deep basketball team. That even without a established star, even though they technically had two on, um, you know, that weren't playing at the time in Kyrie and Kevin Durant, this team proved that they could play basketball, that they had a lot of depth on this team. And Chris Levert was a great example of that. Joe Harris has really shined. Um, one thing I also have is Turion Prince, another solid, solid piece that they have on that team. Former Atlanta Hawk, I think, you know, with this team, you never know. DeAndre Jordan's still a very, very formidable center of this league. He's not uh, – now, obviously, he's been relegated to scoring, you know, three points a game. But 10, 12 rebounds a game is still 10, 12 rebounds a game no matter what way you spin it. Mm. And he's still – and tonight he's got three blocks as well along with four assists. Only three rebounds, but still. He's still a very formidable paint protector and a very formidable rebounder who can still give you those points when you need him on those putbacks and those second-chance points. So I think they'll be okay. I think that I'm with Adam at this point. I think the two best teams in the East right now are go- are probably the Bucks and the Nets at this moment. I would say Miami's very close, if not right at that same level as Milwaukee. I think mm. I still need to see... Right. I, st- I think I still need to see a little bit because I, I think being in the bubble really helped, and I want to see what Milwaukee can do against Miami with this new squad before I say Miami is better than Milwaukee. I still think they could, they're still a little bit better, in my personal opinion, but I think Brooklyn right now has, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit later, but right now, I think they look like the best team in the East. So mm-hmm. far, they have looked like the best team in the East, so I don't think while an injury like this is a big loss, I do not think it is going to deter Brooklyn on their quest for a potential NBA finals appearance and a potential NBA championship. I think I agree with you guys. I think they're going to be able to figure this out and be just fine with that. Spencer Dinwiddie on their team.
2: It, it's a good sign to kind of going off that, uh, you know, we're, we're recording this uh, Monday night and at the moment, the Nets are up 64-60 to 60 on a very good Grizzlies team without Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving. And so that that's a testament for the depth on the team. Uh, one thing I do want to circle back to, because you mentioned, you know, DeAndre Jordan. One of the reasons I love this team is you have DeAndre Jordan, who's like an old-school, super-physical big man. And then you have Jared Allen, who might not be as strong as DeAndre Jordan, but he's a lot quicker. And this provides a lot of versatility defensively And uh, like I said, they're a matchup nightmare that goes on both ways to the floor because when you got a big who can move his feet like that, you're going to be able to guard guys like Anthony Davis.
0: And the wings that they have are very quality as well. Their wing depth is so elite that that's going to – we saw with Miami that that can match up against anybody. When you have elite wing depth and elite shooting, you have a chance against – any team in the league on a nightly basis and in the playoffs, and we saw Miami really push the Lakers despite not having two of their three best players, and Jimmy having to do pretty much all the work, and they were still able to compete with them at an extremely high level. Steve Nash, Coach of the Year, book it, baby.
1: <laughs> I think you might be right about that. We'll see. There's no way he should get Coach of the Year. His first year coaching, you ain't done nothing. <laughs> ever? ever, ever. Ever,
2: was it, he ever it. a coach? His first year head coach, and he did it. So did Steve Kerr. Yeah,
1: man, it's w- w- crazy. I like, like,
2: it's coach did, of the year, come not from? coach of the no. life. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. Hey. Still, man, that's still, that's that's what? How many teams? That's thirty teams. Yeah, man, there's some coaches out there working hard, man. I'm saying, and just don't have the talent. So how you, you just give
2: it to them based on performance? Um, I mean I yes. wasn't voting, but you know that's how we measure stuff now. He's gonna be getting I votes. Mean, I'm just joking. I don't I, that's not a prediction, but I he no, was- I,
1: I'm talking I'm talking about just the whole process. The yeah. whole process, you know. He's like that be- that's it- hey, bro, you got Katie and Kyrie. Duh. He might into
2: his lap, <laughs> you know, because he'll he'll be getting his votes. Well, I, I can agree with Leo on that point right there. He said
0: you got Katie and Kyrie. I think that's a great point because when you got two superstars, it does make things a lot easier. It definitely does. Mm-hmm. We have seen teams with multiple superstars crap out. Mm-hmm. The Lakers when Kobe before Kobe went down, that crapped out. The 0-3-0-4 Lakers crapped out. Um, oh, let me think. I'm trying to think of another.
2: And I also, Karl Malone. Karl Malone got hurt in that finals, and I believe it was the great Slava Medvedenko. <laughs> yes, yes. Was it Slava? Yeah, it was Slava. Yeah. Oh, man. Was it Slava? I feel I may have to look that up.
0: It, yeah. I think it was Slava Medvedenko. I think that's it. That's how, that's how bad their bench was at that point. And I just think, you know, if you're not going to give it right now, you know, I would say if not, Steve Nash, I think – it's too early, but I think Lloyd Pierce definitely has a chance.
2: Slava Medvedenko, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think Lloyd Pierce also has a great chance, but we're going to have to see, man. It is really early in the season, Mm -hmm. and I think it's a little early to be making awards predictions. But I do want to move on now, and I want to talk about the surprises and the disappointments we've seen so far this year. And, Leo, I want to start with you – team could be a team could be a player who has been the biggest surprise to you mean, who has been the biggest disappointment to you so far
1: Man, uh that's a uh that's a tough question three games in um uh, i mean i i guess like i mean i don't mean to not answer the question if that's if that is what i end up doing but looking at the season right now i'm just kind of like No, you can uh, – I'm kind of approaching it as these are a lot of guys getting back in game shape, you know. Uh, I mean, even though like those 50-point losses like some of those teams are taking, I'm looking at them like they just weren't ready to play. (laughs) They weren't ready to play. That's all it is. And um, so, I mean, I think uh, after this first uh, month of play, then you'll start to see teams really start like, you know – I guess, forming their identities. And then then you can determine, like, okay, yeah, they that's that's who I thought they were. And, like, the Clippers, they'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, um, but, I mean, I guess to try to answer the question, Boston, I, I mean, I, I like how the fact that how they, they came, they're playing like how they, they're pretty much playing the same way they were playing last year in the finals, in the playoffs. They're, they're out here, like balling, you know, and playing hard and looking good. They haven't missed a beat. I don't think they missed a beat. But um I don't think the Lakers have missed a beat either other than now now you got LeBron wanting to rest. So you got to have to deal with that. AD wanting to rest. You got, hey, you got two superstars. They're going to take nights off. So the goal is to get to the – the goal is to get to, j- to June – and then we're going to go full blast. <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, they were pretty good in the conference finals. Um, you know, I feel like they still got a, a lot to prove. That, frankly, they got lucky against Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, oh, are you oh, they Are talking about the Lakers? No, the Bucs. Or, or no, the Celtics. The Celtics. They're, they're oh, okay, a okay, lucky okay. bank shot from being 0-3, you know. But it, I, I agree with what you're saying about it. It's been a long-ass year, you know. A long, well, they kind of had a shorter turnaround, but a lot of these teams, like, you know, the Hawks, who, who are kind of my surprise, you know, or not necessarily surprise, but a team I, I really got my eye on, they hadn't played uh, in almost a year, you know? They're ready to play, man. Them Hoopers. Yeah, yeah. Kick, kick, oh, hey,
1: Trey Young ain't played basketball in a year on in, in the NBA. Come on, man. I'm, I'm going to come out the shooting from half court. This, Let's go. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> I'm hooping. <laughs> I'm throwing oops behind the head. Look at look, look at LaMelo. Like he out there. Like LaMelo, sit down somewhere, bro. Sit down somewhere. I don't know who you think you is. <laughs> this is the NBA. This ain't Lithuania, wherever you was. Come on, bro. <laughs> Chill out. Oh, you can hoop. But hey, be a little humble, man. Come on now. Look, look at your brother. He doing his thing. Just solid. Just be solid out there. Because being like how you is right now, you can get going real quick. <laughs> yeah but yeah man uh uh yeah man uh the uh celtics i like how they look man no the, the heat too
0: one thing i will definitely say is i definitely think leo makes a good point that it is definitely early to be saying who's been a surprise and who's been a disappointment because he's right it has been a long layoff for a lot of teams a lot of teams have had more rest than others, and I think that's really helped them and given them an advantage. And Atlanta looks fresh as a daisy, and they've been killing everybody mm-hmm. right now. They're actually oddly enough in a bit of a battle with the Detroit Pistons, and their superstar Jeremy Grant. <laughs> um, you know, pray by the way, pray for um, Pistons fans, please. Someone pray for Pistons fans. They got the Lions and the Pistons and the Tigers suck, please. So and the Red Wings suck. Someone please pray for them.
2: Oh man! Um,
1: why are you just why are you just bashing that fan base like that?
0: I'm not bashing that fan base. I just want to give him a hug. I want to give Brendan Welper a hug right now. Shout out to Brendan. Yeah, that's, we, we all get, do out
2: there.
1: Just well, give him some love, Dan. That wasn't love that you was giving him. That wasn't love. I, <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't love. Give him some love.
0: <laughs> I will bash their fra- I will bash the organizations for forcing their fans to suffer through this because they don't deserve that. That ain't fair. Wait.
2: I, I think they're they're in full-on tank mode, man. I think that's the worst team in the NBA.
0: I, I'm with you because when, when you give a Mason Plum that kind of money, I don't think you're trying to win many basketball games.
2: Yeah,
1: it's I'm, very I'm, strange. I mean, the Bulls ain't too far away. Like,
2: Yeah. we we not be, <laughs> really we not be reminded of that, please? Two uh, <laughs> winless teams at the time we're recording. I'll, I'll hop in here and give you my uh, surprise and my disappointment. Uh my surprise. I don't know if you heard the new nickname folks, Sexland. Colin Sexton and uh Darius Garland, Sexland. I'm glad you brought them up, my friend. Yeah, the Cleveland Cavaliers baby, they are undefeated. And we'll see how long this lasts, but uh it's impressive, man. Like say say what you will about whether you think that's going to uh last, but they just beat the shit out of the Sixers last night and you know granted they didn't have a uh, Joel Embiid but hey man three and zero, and this is the first time that they've done that without LeBron James in almost 20 years it's actually uh that's from the 2000-2001 season so let's call it 20 years and uh you know Sexton's averaging 27 points a game uh Drummond's doing what he does with his you know right around 15 rebounds a game and Godlin with his uh eight and a half assists per game and so, you know, they beat Charlotte and they beat Detroit, you know, double overtime. So I, I can't say that I think it's going to stick. And uh, I still don't think they're anywhere near a playoff contender. But hey, man, three and is three, and oh, uh, and they're at least like fun and watchable, you know, and um, I got to keep a closer eye on them. Uh, shout out to my, my buddy Reed. He can't shut up about him, you know. Uh, he's all in on, on at least this team as being what we call a league pass team. And that's a team where, you know, it might not necessarily be an elite squad, but they're at least super fun to watch. And so they're my surprise so far. As far as the disappointments, I have a tie. Uh, come on, Milwaukee. What are you doing getting your ass kicked it's by so the mine. Knicks? What? What? You're going to lose... To the Knicks by 20 in a game, you were favored 13 and a half points. Get out of here, man. That's weak. That's weak shit. Let's call it what it is. They're gonna bounce back. They're gonna be fine. They're clearly kind of adjusting. I think you know it's gonna take some time to figure out how Drew Holiday fits into the into the uh, fold here. He's obviously a very good player, former All Star, uh, but they are having a bit of an identity crisis, and uh, you know they almost beat Boston but they're, they're off to a rough start, but the biggest disappointment, and it goes back to a very unfortunate injury uh, prior to the season, but man, I was hoping the warriors were going to be more fun this year. And uh, it's, it's just weird to see it. You know Um, I don't know how good they are. I think they're better uh, than they've shown. They, they pulled it out of their butts last night against uh, not so good Chicago Bulls team winning that one uh, one twenty eight one twenty seven with uh, Damian Lee, uh, you know, doing his best Clay Thompson impression as I mentioned earlier, but it's it's weird. That's a very young team. Uh, I think it's some growing pains are to be expected. But as a basketball fan, I was hoping for a bounce back this season, but they uh, they've been dealt a very unfortunate hand. And uh, frankly, Kelly Oubre is in a nasty slump. I think there's a lot of pressure when you go to Golden State and you have that Splash Brothers mantle. And this is a guy who's brought his shooting numbers up. But I believe he was 0 for 6 against the Bulls last night. And uh, it, there's some some de- defensive problems as well. And a lot of that starts with Andrew Wiggins. Uh, I want to see more out of James Wiseman. But they got a long way to go. This
0: is a really, I got to be honest, the IQ of these guys' ability to play in Steve Kerr's offense, the difference is night and day. I mean, it is – I I saw Gabriel Wilkins, shout out to Gabriel. He was discussing this on – him. me and him discussed this as well. On um, the other night when the Bulls were playing the Warriors, and I was discussing to him how it's just – Um, or it might have been when they were on TNC. It's just the difference of the playmaking. Guys don't know how to run this offense. Guys aren't cutting to the basket. They're standing around the three-point line hoping for someone to do something. And if you're not going to play to Steph's strengths, cutting to the basket, getting double teams off of him so they they can't double team him so he can create for you and make plays, he's going to be chucking on threes and he's going to go five for 15 like he did last night, five for 15 from three. While he hit five threes, five for fifteen is not an efficient Steph Curry. We expect him to shoot forty percent from three on a given basis, and he's off to his worst start from three, I believe, of his career so far. Oh. And it's just not, if not the worst, one of the worst starts. And it's you can see clear as day this is a team that does not know how
2: to play in this offense. And Draymond Green is not going to save that team. And and you know it'll be nice to get him, uh, you know. Back in the fold, not there against the Bulls last night, and hopefully he can be a stabilizing presence uh, because they they certainly need some veteran leadership, and it can't just be Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, and i I think, I think Clay. They they're missing Clay badly. Yeah, and without him, now you can just double step all day because no one else scares you like, you know, with Clay Thompson, he scares you, and he's coming off screens, and he's a huge part of that offense. And then you can't double Steph if he's on there.
2: Well, I think, I think the thing nothing, about clay thompson and you know there's a lot of talk about how teams are built these days right and you need an elite ball handler you need someone who can uh create for their teammates but going off that every elite ball handler whether it's steph curry or lebron james needs someone that they can kick it out to you know lebron has had uh i mean they've surrounded him with shooters his whole career right whether it's in miami or whether it's in la whether it's uh you know, Kyle Corver, even for a minute in uh, Cleveland. Now, when you have someone who doesn't need the ball in his hands and can just run around and uh, stretch out the defense, it's going to create lanes for everyone else. And I think that they're missing his presence just as much as they're missing his shooting because not having him out there, like you said, now you can bring more help on Steph. It, it creates uh a completely different dynamic and the warriors aren't able to uh do the same kind of things they were able to coach leo likes to use a, a term gravity you know how much how how much are you going to pull a defender off to you and uh they're missing clay's gravity right now
1: yeah i'm i'm just going to say this real quick um that warrior offense with those now nah. People say I believe too much in people, and, and, and too much in things. But that system that Steve Kerr is running with those players can be very, very, very deadly. It can. It, um, it can. They they again. It's three games into the, three games into the season, everybody's trying to figure out their new roles on these new teams. It's it's Ubray's first year in the system? It's Wiggins' first year in the system, and you got rookies. Like nobody knows what they're doing, but Steph Curry, you know that's we. And that's when you when you lose experience with Clay Thompson and Draymond Green because they're out there. They're extensions of Steve Kerr on the floor, which is important for young players. Like it's it's just a, it's one thing to sit there and tell a young player what to do, but you need somebody reinforcing that on the floor. And uh Steph can't he can't do it by himself. Draymond Green is the voice of that team and especially in how he plays like just like even in, like the level of effort he uses out there, you know, I don't see those guys flying towards the ball, trying to make defensive plays and everything like that. But um I think they'll figure it out and they're going to be a, a fun team to watch down the road.
2: <clears throat> yeah. They're hoping he can come back Friday just, too. So we'll see Draymond.
0: Yeah. I don't really disagree with you Leo on that. You know, I think, you know, with having Steph back now, you really got to, you know, the guy out there who helped make one of the cogs in the machine that made Golden State such a legendary team and such a legendary offense. You know, but at the same time, I I was watching Andrew Wiggins. I don't know what the heck I was watching. He was just chucking up threes, and he, no one's scared of Andrew Wiggins from you know shooting from three consistently. People were scared of KD. They were scared. Not of yet.
1: Play. Not yet.
0: Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, but.
1: He don't know which shots to take. He don't know which he'll know where shots gonna come. he don't know. And like uh, once he figured it out, he go, oh, he go, oh, okay, right here. Like, I mean, it's a, it's different from when you got Katie because Katie, I mean, oh, I mean, obviously Katie was better than Wiggins, you know, but yeah. The that's I mean just cause he's Katie. But I think Wiggins with his playmaking ability in that system, like once he figures out, you know. Uh, what he's supposed to do and when he's supposed to do it, and Ubre. I mean, y'all, Ubre, come on, he can, that dude can hoop. Like, I was so mad I missed him in the, in the fantasy draft because once he figured out, he gonna be lights out. Like, that dude can shoot. I'm sorry, he can shoot. He, uh, he would have been fun, uh, another fun person to watch on last year's Rockets team with all those shooters around him. man. He can, he can, he can shoot. But, uh, I mean, but yeah, it all starts with Steph Curry and, um, uh, I think they'll be all right though. Once they'll be able to spread them out, get to get Draymond in that pick and roll who can make them reads quick, find an open shooter. That'll be all right.
2: Yeah, it seemed like, you know, Ubre, best best shooting season of his career last year at 35%. And uh, you know, Andrew Wiggins seems to be right around that uh, you know, 32, 33, you know, shooting thirty this year. Ubre shooting a clean zero so far it's only been three games but zero you know and he's gonna figure it out but yeah i feel like maybe it's a confidence thing and like i said maybe it's a little intimidating when you go to this team that's like so predicated on uh, elite three-point shooting where maybe he's like oh shit i better start making these maybe he's thinking too much
1: no i don't think he's thinking too much i I think the shots aren't (laughs) falling that's what it is sometimes the shots just don't fall man like it's three games into the season like Sometimes it's a make or mislead. They always say that. Like, sometimes you going not Are they taking good shots? Yeah, they're taking good shots. They're just not falling. Uh, so the problem is, fellas, we got to make shots. <laughs> just the ball in the hoop. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got to do. Uh, keep shooting. Keep shooting. Let's go. We, we, we're right there.
0: Yeah. And I would. I agree. I think, you know, I think with this team, with Kelly Oubre specifically, I agree. I mean, it's not. You know, I don't think it's him per se. I think it's just the fact that they aren't falling when you're in the league, you can't just, you know, you can't think you're just going to sometimes you just have, you shoot the ball. You don't think you just shoot, you react. So when I, when you are out there, when you start thinking when you're shooting, that's when you can get into trouble. And I think with Kelly Oubre, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Leo. I think it's just going to take time and he'll get back to a groove, but, uh, I believe they also lost Marquise Chris for the season with a broken leg, which doesn't really help either. So they're still banged up. They lost two key players in clay, most important of them all. So we'll see what happens there. But I'm going to give my surprise this season. My surprise so far has been a guy that kind of got forgotten in Boston, Massachusetts. And, of course, I'm talking about Mr. Gordon Hayward having a little bit of a renaissance in Charlotte. Putting up 28 points against Brooklyn, playing phenomenal, and that that Hornets team is an interesting team. Lamelo coming, I mean, it's I don't think it's a playoff team. It could be because you never know when that seven eight spot in the East. But Gordon Hayward has been really been doing very well, tw- just under 23 points a game and seven assists mm. in his, in the first three games, and that is. You don't really see Gordon Hayward the point forward. You don't really see that much out of him and kind of having a bit of a renaissance in his kind of in this year, basically having his best season since he left Utah and he's averaging right now a career high in assists and, you know, still shooting about what he does from three, but I'm really liking what he does. He's finally being asked to play a little bit of a bigger role than he was in Boston. Cause he took kind of a backseat to Jalen Brown and Uh, Jason Tannen, we knew he could play, but he's had so many injuries that you kind of were like, okay, well, where does he, where's that, you know, but that Gordon Hayward that we saw in Utah. And I think we're finally seeing him once again, now that he's being able to ask to carry a bit of a bigger load. And last year Mm. in the playoffs, you know, coming off the bench, only averaging about 11, you know, now that he's finally in a place where he's going to be asked to take on a much bigger role, we're seeing the Gordon Hayward of old again. And I think it's great to see that.
2: In the 23 and seen, points and seven assists, those are both not. I don't know if it's to stay this way, but those would both be career highs. And like you said, man, uh, asked to do more and he's delivering. And so uh, you got to be happy for him that he is having a bounce back year. I mean, that Boston team. What do you mean, career highs? You said career highs.
1: Kind of career highs, Chris.
0: In a career-high assist per game so far. Right yeah, now, it's
1: it's Come on, bro. So come far. Chill out. <laughs> chill, but- chill out, man. <laughs> Gordon Hayward is – he can hoop. Uh, but, come on, man. Ain't nobody on that team for other than Devontae Graham. <laughs> So that the P.J. Washington man? Are you kidding me? Oh, he's a center. The, the, the like the the center who no one even like he gets all of his buckets of cleanups of, of them. Like uh, I watched I, I, the, I watched the play man. last night. You I
2: mean, way to go! But they got bridges. They got Washington. I, I'm I'm not sold at all on Lamelo. But if they're at least entertaining. They're they a decent young team. But I mean, Terry Rozier came up, is Terry Rozier ball. dunked all over Kevin Durant. Yeah, I mean. What? It happens. It's in the MPA. All of
1: them can hoop. <laughs> I know they <laughs> can, but you know, what do you got a name on Terry Rozier
0: just in a 27 game? I'm going to be very impressed.
1: Did you did you see in that, what 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 find out when, when he, like, breaking carry off or something? Like, yeah,
0: we knew he could ball. It's just, you know, we saw so that why this, So why I did this not-
1: surprise you? It shouldn't. It shouldn't surprise you. Terry Rozier is a hooper. All of them hoopers. Like, they, they, they ball. They ball. They ball. (laughs) True. It's just great when you see them balling,
0: especially at a level that's that high. It's just it's fantastic to see. And I would say my disappointment was Adam stole mine, but it was going to be the Milwaukee Bucks. I I see a lot. I see a team that's trying to figure this out. I see a lot of isolation ball. I see a lot of Pick and roll, throw it back out, and have someone else go to ISO. I, you know, I, I'm not really liking what I'm seeing. You know, I think this team is a, a team that's still going to be a contender in the East, but I have questions about them. I'm not, you know, I, I wonder if Miami knocked – you know, I, I, and I talked about all this. I wonder if I don't know if their spirit's broken, but I have concerns that that loss last year is going to haunt them for this season and in the playoffs, and I don't know if mentally they're going to be able to overcome what happened last year, and I think it's going to haunt, it's going to be a big problem, especially this year. I think in the regular season, they'll be fine. They'll be the second seed or the third seed at the lowest, I think. I think they're still one of the top three teams in the East. I don't think that that's going to change. It's just, I am not seeing a Milwaukee team that is impressing me right now, and you know, I expected them to struggle a little bit because Drew Holiday was going to be a big piece, and he was not. And he's more of a shot creator, a guy who needs the ball in his hands. But you know, to lose the way they did the Knicks, it's the Knicks. I know you go out. Anybody can win on any given night. I definitely agree with that. You know, but they've had two tough losses to start the year, and you know these guys. I don't know with them. I mean, you shoot 18% from three that's not a very good sign. The Knicks were lighting them up 59% from three and Julius Randall killed them in that game 29 out of 14 and seven, you know, just it's early. So I'm not going to get too concerned, but a one two start is not what I expected from the Milwaukee bucks at all. And I would say another yeah. disappointment maybe, but I wouldn't be very surprised the Raptors starting off 0 and two, but I think the Raptors are going to fall off because they don't have Marcus and because they don't have Serge Ibaka. I think we're going to see a big drop from the Raptors this year because defensively, that front court has lost so much in terms of that interior defense. I think that's going to be a huge problem for them for the for the entire season. Yeah.
1: What? Come on, man. What? What? what, what positive. So, what? What do? What good do you see in the league right now, Josh?
0: I see a lot of good in the league. I see LeBron James having the best team in the league, and guess what? That's going to, well, not really sell tickets, but that gives you ratings. I see a great Atlanta Hawks team that is very, very fun to watch. I see a Philadelphia 76ers team. That's finally got some damn shooting around Ben Simmons. And that helps. I see, I see a, I see a Clippers team. That's still a very solid team. I see a Pelicans team. That is a heck of a league pass team. I think they'll make the playoffs. And I think it could be a very interesting time with the New Orleans Pelicans because you got Zion Williamson and that guy sells tickets. Like I said, not right now because of COVID and I'm sure everyone's hating that, you know, Luka Doncic is my favorite player to watch because I love watching him play. And I love hit the combo of him and Porzingis. I think it, I think the two of them together, it's a very deadly one-two punch and Porzingis is capable of putting up, I think he was putting up 30 a 30 game in the playoffs before he got hurt. So, you know, I think that's great. Um, just a saga of James Harden and his love for breast and thighs. I mean, chicken yeah. wings, you know, that's, you know. <laughs> well, man,
1: why do you keep bringing that up? Because I just love yeah. it. No, I, I know what I feel like, Josh. I feel like I feel like you wish you was in that situation. It's the second time you didn't brought it up.
0: I actually had <laughs> a strip club in Vegas and I actually hated it. I felt weird. I don't get the point of it. It smelled. It looked dirty. No, it wasn't for me.
2: You must have went to the right one. <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I mean, if I'll, person... let, I'll let my girlfriend do that for me one of these days. How about that? I, uh. Doesn't cost anybody either. This is true. Uh, well, I don't know about that.
0: But you get what I'm saying. I'd rather have a significant other do that. I think
2: it's. uh shalafu. Yep. Yep. What, what's the question? What What's up? No,
0: no, you're back. You're frozen for a sec there, man. You're Come frozen. On, bro.
1: Yeah, oh, you I'm froze up. What's going on over there, man? Talk to me. <laughs> What,
2: what's the question?
0: Well, I, well Leo was asking me what I find good about the NBA. I just like poking a little bit of fun at James Harden. I can also poke fun at Lou Williams for that. But we got a great
2: I, NBA. We got it's the most talented maybe ever, you know. There we go, Adam. See, there we go. Yeah. yeah wow. I
0: would agree with that. I would say this is definitely the most in terms of skill, the it's most skilled. Yeah. The NBA is the modern era of the NBA is the most skilled that it is. There's no exactly. doubt about that
2: even the bad teams, like even, even the bulls, you know, like the bulls aren't very good, but like, they're still very entertaining on a given night, you know, well, like yeah. Zach Levine. You, that, that's the guy who can give you 30 any night. You, you know, you look at the, the, the Cavaliers just beat the, the Sixers. That's very exciting. Um, I mean, for me, you know, kind of looking at some of these, these dark horse teams, very fun. Uh, what they've created in Atlanta. And it looks like they're going to get the win uh, in Detroit, uh, tonight, but the, and then, you know, the Pacers are extremely exciting as well. Uh, it's definitely a stars league right now with, uh, what, what they've created down there or up there, I should say in New York with Brooklyn. But, um, yeah, it's very, it's very fun. I, uh, even, even, you know, bringing it back to, uh, breasts and thighs, you know, with James Harden, you know, when he's not at the strip club, maybe he can uh, find a role over there in uh, in Houston because the dude can play, obviously. And if he does decide that he wants to be a part of the Houston Rockets, that's actually one of the more entertaining teams in the NBA uh, because of all the fun things he does. But like they finally surrounded him uh, with some really, really nice uh, pieces. And it's not just this one dimensional small ball thing. You know what I mean? Like they still have guys who can drive. Uh, but they are over six foot six. You know, you have Demarcus Cousins, who's a nice slashing center. He's been, uh, you know, unfortunately out uh, due to pro- COVID protocols right now, and, and same is uh, said for John Wall. But man, if if James Harden sticks around, this Christian Wood and uh, James Harden thing is super fun, and they're picking up chemistry really quick.
0: You know, Chris, and speaking of Christian Wood, he's got twelve points right now already. Four or six from the field, three of three from the three-point line. Two um, to start the game against the Nuggets, which is uh, I don't think that game's even on NBA TV, which is surprising to me. They got the Portland uh, LA, uh, the
1: Lakers game coming up, so
0: kind of disappointing that that's not the game. Line.
1: So uh, Harden, hey, he he wasn't ready to come back, man. You're Like, hey, let me. Uh, I just finished doing this, and the out and switched up everything on me. I got a new coach. I got all these new players. Let me. Let me. I be ready. Let me just. Let me, let me just get a little me time.
2: Yeah, I mean, get back in game Shade. He, he's fat.
1: Yeah, bro. I mean, he wasn't ready to come back. I Man, I've been balling. Like I've been giving my all these past three seasons. You know, like this load. I'm out right here like just balling, and I'm always coming up short. I mean. It, it, you know what? Let me, let me just take some me time. Cause I, you know what? I don't even, I don't even know if I want to be here no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, it, I don't, let me just, let me figure out this relationship. All right? So, I I, I hope he uh, stays in Houston just to see, uh, what he, like, how how it would look with John Wall, and DeMarcus cousin I mean, it's, I think, Harden would turn with uh, possibly end up being a spot up shooter i don't know man like who would you prefer to have the ball
2: uh playmaking wise john wall or james harden i mean honestly talk about a luxury to have those kind of options and uh i do think that john wall obviously that's a guy who who uh needs the ball in his hands but not the same degree that russell westbrook does and i think that uh wall you know like he's got that same speed that Westbrook did and he, he looks healthy and I hope that he's able to stay healthy. Uh, but I think really they just kind of needed a change of pace. But I mean, if I'm going to answer the question, it's going to be James Harden um, especially because, but both those guys can do some similar things as far as uh, playmaking goes. I think, you know, James Harden is just so much more dangerous because, you know, he's probably a top 10, at least scorer of all time. And then uh, the pick and roll, threat that you're going to have or pick and pop, whether it's wood or cousins. And he hasn't had the luxury of having a a, a big man, you know, since Clint Capella left. And so honestly, I look at this Rockets team and if, if it does stay together, that's a nice little dark horse in the West, assuming health, because uh, Christian Wood might be my pick for most improved player. You know, he, uh, he did around 19 and 10 last year after Andre Drummond left town And now you're putting him with two of the best facilitators in the league. And so I think that they're going to be able to, uh, at the very least, be a ton of fun. And uh, if Harden does stick it out there or they don't find a competitive uh, trade partner, that's a playoff team and maybe a damn good one. What
1: what What do you gain from adding John Wall to your roster that you possibly would have lost? But Russell Westbrook going to
2: Washington. Sometimes I would count how long Russell Westbrook would dribble. And you can't have two guys who are going to dribble for 16 seconds. <laughs> 16 seconds? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it I was, count. It would be- <laughs> I count.
1: I
0: watched that. It was get the ball to Russ, let him go in the post, hope he gets a shot. Oh, he breaks it. Okay, he'll run for the rebound, get like his 57th rebound of the game, and then, you know.
1: Yeah, 50 Sam. You, yeah, 50 Sam rebounds. Do it. Well, you do it. Try to go over here, you, know, you get
2: the idea. <laughs> Leo, Leo, Russell Westbrook plays basketball like a really good version of me, like a football player. You know, yeah. he's going to sprint around as fast as he can. His shot is broke. He's a good defender. He's a good rebounder. He's going to hustle his ass off. But... I don't know, man. I've seen you make two threes in a row. <laughs> I'd rather have John Wall. Ooh, and it looks like Stephon Diggs is going to score a touchdown. That's huge uh, for my fantasy league over there. Playing my aunt in fantasy, so little update there.
1: But right, this, this basketball. We're talk hey, about the football. The food here. dogs,
2: baby. The food dogs going for a championship.
1: We're talk. we do talk about basketball in here.
2: Don't ever, <laughs> don't ever talk about basketball,
1: football in here. All right. Don't ever.
2: We football, football is
1: what's wrong with this country. That's what's <laughs> football. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh man, we're gonna we're gonna, we sell, we're gonna sell T-shirts. <laughs> I like that
0: Hoopster Diamonds podcast. Football's what's wrong with this country. Listen to basketball podcast instead.
1: <laughs> no, just say football is wrong with this country, and they're gonna be like, "What?" And they're gonna be like, "Who are these Hoopster Diamonds dudes?" And they're gonna be like, "Oh, these motherfuckers." <laughs> 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 And, then, and then, we, then we're going to be like, gotcha. It's
2: all about getting
1: people's attention. If that's what you want to do. Me, I don't care. care. <laughs> I don't care.
0: I don't, I, don't, I don't disagree, man. You know what? The thing with the Rockets is, I don't know what you do with James Harden. If you're a team out there, and Rachel Nichols talked about this, I believe. She said, you know, is the team going to get desperate enough to make the move? And I don't think you're going to get desperate enough. The only – maybe Brooklyn, but I think Brooklyn right now, I don't see – especially if guys get hurt, there's no value in training for James Harden then because they're not going to want a bunch of guys who are hurt unless you want to completely rebuild if you're the Rockets. But, I mean, you know, if I'm a team out there, I, I want James Harden. But at the same time, I'm thinking he's got two years left in his contract. You know, he's – he needs the ball in his hand the whole time, and is and he'll add to that. But who, in terms of being a contender, is going to want him? He's got an, a, a set list of teams that he wants to go to. If I'm Miami, I don't want him. You know, I mean, he can add to that, but am I going to be willing to give up all this depth that I have? They got me to the finals.
2: Yeah, you don't want to that? blow it up for him, you know, because I've like on paper, sure, he can make you better. But like what's so special about Miami is their chemistry. Right. And, and so if you add – James Harden now like, sure, maybe that makes you better, but I don't know, like if I'm Pat Riley, I'm pretty cool sticking with Duncan Robinson, who, who just you know, what did he have? Eight threes on Christmas Day? I knew you were going to say his name. I knew you were going to say And Tyler Hero, who's very you, you similar. J- as
1: you James just Harden. said on the Hoops to Dombish podcast that you would choose Robinson over James
2: Harden and, <laughs> and Tyler Hero how many championships is, is James Harden been to
0: well I don't I I also see what Leo's saying
2: in
1: this regard it's talent they it's talent Yeah, it's, it's talent
2: but you you destroy your team like you already have a team that you know just made it to the finals and like if they and you didn't win
1: up. and you didn't win so the goal is to improve
2: <clears throat> i don't know you gotta like tyler hero could be a perennial all-star you could be sacrificing it could be a very short-sighted decision and that's why the the heat aren't making the move
1: i'll give you that yeah it, it is a very short-sighted decision like as far as planning but i mean that's when you had to be in pat rodney's head you know is it a do you do you win now if you can Everything I said about
2: Thompson earlier can be applied to Duncan Robinson, as far as having the luxury of a guy who doesn't need the ball in his hands that is going to create space for all your playmakers.
0: I think Clay Thompson makes more sense for, in terms of what the Rockets are doing than a James Harden would simply because he would be a more improved version of a Duncan Robinson or a Tyler Harrow, because we know how good he is and how high he can get. Plus he's a better defender than those two. And I think it would make more sense because he would fit in better in a Miami system, whereas James Harden needs the ball in his
2: hands.
1: Yeah, and- does he? I thinking- the, uh, the, the, does he? Like, I, I, you, yeah, yeah, like you, you say that he needs the ball in his hands, like, but you haven't seen him in the Miami system yet. Like, it's a different system. Like, he, he, you gonna take on a different role. Like, James like look, Harden, his system is James Harden, and, and I
0: don't. You know what, man? Here's the thing. Oh, here's the thing, though. Um, with that, Adam. He came off the bench in OKC. Now, granted, he had... Yeah, uh, exactly. Uh, exactly. He came grand. off the bench. So... like
2: Tyler Hero did. I
0: mean, so, <clears throat> I mean, I'll give him that, and I will say that if you put James Harden in Brooklyn, and he had to play with Kyrie and KD, and we know KD, arguably, is the perfect guy to play with in terms of a superstar because he doesn't need the ball in his hands every time. And because he's such a good shooter he can play off other guys and let other guys do their thing. And we saw how well Westbrook and him played together and almost beat a 73-win team just on the just with the two of them playing at their elite level that they were. So I do think – say he was to go to a Miami. I think he doesn't care if he goes down to 26 points a game or 25, 24. I don't think he cares. I think he cares if he wins a championship and if that's what you need him to do he can still get you 35 and 14 you know if you need him to if Jimmy Butler goes down I've got it I can handle this
2: the questions he's, aren't about talent with James Harden all he's, he's say his chemistry and I get that and yeah. I know what
0: you're going to say it's it's his attitude
2: yeah. You know well, here's the thing, man. Like if I'm a, if I'm trying, if I'm an executive and especially if I'm Pat Riley, cause this is the same guy yeah. who told LeBron James to take a hike when LeBron James said, fire your coach. And Pat Riley said, no, we won't. We're going to ride with Eric Spolstra. And so Pat Riley doesn't want someone who's going to try to drive the damn bus. And here's the fucking problem, man. He's a bad teammate and that's why teams aren't willing to trade. James Harden is better than any of the players who teams will not trade for him. The reason they will not make that move is because you look at the distraction. He just caused you look at this guy just was showed up late for camp out of shape, going to, uh, Las Vegas saying he was, you know, it, it, he said he was training. He's at a strip club with no mask on in the middle of a pandemic and that's a bad look for your franchise, the guy, you know, the reports coming out about how he doesn't even want to get in the offense when Chris Paul's handling the ball a couple years ago uh, with the Houston Rockets, people don't want that kind of distraction because I mean, it's like Dennis Rodman, except he's obviously a lot better than Dennis Rodman, but it's like, people don't want the headache that comes with James Harden. If it means blowing up their team, you know, it's one thing if they can get him in free agency, but, they're not going to want to like blow up a young core. If it's the Miami heat, I, you know, it's a different situation. If I think you're the, the nets where it is kind of a Frankenstein team where you got so many guys from free agency and you're, you're putting it together a different way, but a team that is built organically and through the draft uh, with, you know, a under the radar guy like Robinson. And then, uh, you know, Tyler hero, you kind of take away what makes the Miami heat special by adding that, presence and so i think that there's a huge risk that comes with james harden i'm not you can't not d- doubt the skill the guy's the best scorer in the nba and you know he's had what three straight co- scoring titles like that's not what i'm doubting but if i'm a if i'm an executive i have serious questions about what's he going to do to my team chemistry sure
1: well, you know what though. If you feel that way, then if you feel that way about your team's chemistry, then your system isn't strong enough. You should be able to reel a player like that in, and Pat Riley can do it. Cause hey, James Harden, you ain't coming down here with that bull. Like, right, look, if you're gonna be on my squad, it's how we're gonna do things. Yeah, and if and, the, and, the, and, the, and the, if you don't and if you don't want to, you don't want to do it, we'll, we'll get you gone. I'm, I'm giving you an opportunity, and you're gonna show him his rings. I'll give you an opportunity to get one of these. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, I agree. So, uh,
0: just this, is that a tra- You know, I- I'm trying to think of this. And I thought about this also. It, you know, if I'm Pat Riley, you know, I think I'm thinking about this and I go, you know, I think he's going to want to let the season play out. And if he really thinks that he has a chance, I think he's going to go for it. But I think he might go for it. But I think he's confident that they can beat a team like Brooklyn without a James Harden. And I, me personally, I don't know if they can, because I think they have so much, they have the star power yeah, on that team. Important. Whereas with Milwaukee, I think Giannis is really limited in the playoffs and they're going to need a Drew Holiday because Giannis can't be driving in the damn hole all the time. Again, the ball stripped from him, six, you know, three, four times a game and expect to win. And you can't expect him to go, you know, one for seven from three and expect to win games because he can't shoot. So, you know, I think it's a very tricky situation and I think we'll have to see it play out. If he's going to get traded, I think it's going to be next off season. Yeah, Not at the trade deadline.
2: Yeah. Cause right now, if you it's know, a one-year yeah.
0: deal, it's a one year deal. You can say, let's throw caution in the wind. If we want to bring him back, we'll bring him back. If not, not he's out of here.
2: Yeah. I mean, if you want, if, if you get James Harden, I feel like you definitely want to keep him long-term, but um, it's interesting. You, you bring up <laughs> Milwaukee cause I mean, if, if I'm the Bucs, that's a different situation than it would be the Heat, right? Like If I'm the Bucks, I would have rather trade for James Harden than I would have for Drew Holiday. If I'm the Bucks, I'm calling right now, say, take Chris Middleton, Dante T. Vincenzo, and, uh, you know, whatever else it takes is to make the cap work, and we'll call it a day, you know? Uh, because if you put a guy like that with Giannis, that is one of the scariest – fits of all time and the same could be said about philadelphia with him and joel Embiid too you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean that would him and them in the pick and roll i mean forget about it you know but if i'm philly you know i I think daryl morey was i think there's a reason why he was saying i have ben simmons i've had james harden i think that's why he's being so tough on houston for making that deal. He, he knows Harden just as good as anybody would. So I think if he doesn't want to make the deal, then I should say something. If he's being that tough on getting a deal done for him.
1: Hey, give me something. Like, hey, it's James Harden. Hey, yeah, I know it's James Harden. That's 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 who it is. It's James Harden. Like, give me something. Like, I know his value. No, that ain't right. No, so we ain't got no deal. We'll talk about it later. Go go ahead, go do your thing.
0: I mean, you want Ben Simmons and three first round picks? That's a lot of value. But how much value are you gonna get for three first round picks if three first round picks are at the bottom of the draft?
1: That's too much for huh? three, James Three first round picks and and, and and Ben Simmons. That's what the deal. That's what they were yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, kiss my ass. Yeah, you know, you're not getting
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a hard dude to trade, right? He's, he's no, it, he it, it's not a hard numbers. dude. To tr- oh it, yeah, Is it for the cap. I, I, oh, I'm just, i I mean, all
1: that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. cap. I'm talking. This is general. I'm just talking. Like, I three, mean, obviously, three he's first proud, round picks. You, Come but
2: on, like, logistically, that's a hard player to move because not a, like even bringing it back to the Miami Heat, right? Like, let's say that they do want to do that, you know, Duncan Robinson is- and Tyler Hero are on rookie contracts. James Harden's making forty one million dollars, and that means you have to throw in uh, Andre Iguodala. And someone else, you know, just like Kelly Olinick or something, just to make the cap come close to fitting. And so, yeah. uh, it, it, if it it's, don't
1: make business sense. Then, yeah. parallel ain't gonna do it. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's just something you can't pass up. Yeah,
2: like, oh, straight up,
1: Hero for James Harden. straight up.
2: Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how about we move on? Yeah, <laughs> all
0: right. Yeah, I think we all right. So, mm-hmm. on our last topic of the night, we're gonna go with the little uh, top five ranking so far. I mean, I, I I think I'll give my opinion on this. I think it's one, the Lakers.
1: Two, Why you gotta go first. You should go three, last.
0: 15 Is everybody else? Go <laughs> <You're> on, Josh. <laughs> you no, know, I'm gonna let Leo go, but I'm just gonna say my I'm just gonna say Lakers and then whoever the hell else wants to go. And I mean, we all. Are know. you a Laker fan? I ain't a Laker fan. I just know who probably won in the championship. If they, you know, you know, they could take half the season off because you know LeBron can take the regular season off half the time.
1: One. Now let me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go backwards. I'm gonna go backwards. Uh, number five. Who is the fifth best team in the NBA? Uh, fifth best team. I, I'm, number five. I'm gonna have to go with. Miami Heat number five, number five is Miami Heat. Okay. Um, just because I mean, they need one more piece, they need one more piece. They, they do, they do, they need one more elite piece to put them over the hump. Just like you said, Shalafu, like they got to the finals. Yeah, Gordon Dragic and the Bam got hurt, but uh, the Lakers would have won in seven, you know, like that team, they weren't gonna beat LeBron. Uh, they weren't gonna be LeBron. <laughs> no. LeBron don't lose in the finals uh anymore. Anymore <laughs> <laughs> anymore. Uh but um four I had to go with the uh, probably the uh, hmm, uh, I'm trying to think if I should put uh, four I'm gonna go with the uh the Celtics. Yep, Boston Celtics. Uh, got a lot of youth. Has some expect got some experience in the playoffs last year. Uh Jayden Brown still doing his thing. Jason Tatum. Just one more year under his belt. Um just polishing polish. He's gonna be nasty, man. He gonna he gonna be nasty. Uh already is, but he's gonna be even even nastier. Um yeah, they, uh, another great system Marcus Smart just hanging around like that you know that, that's that veteran leadership veteran leadership y'all talking about earlier in the podcast you need that person on the floor to kind of just reinforce the goal reinforce the vision it's so valuable it's so valuable uh, as far as like developing a team and what was all the pieces that have moved in Boston what, what one piece remained constant market smart <laughs> and they haven't really missed the beat just in it just the same system just interchanged um uh, but yeah the, number four and number three have to go the milwaukee bucks just because they have giannis i, I mean I mean, you, if you got giannis on your team you, you're gonna you're gonna win a lot of games so i'm just sorry like just just him being out there like especially in the regular season you're gonna win a lot of games he's just a freak um I just want y'all to imagine y'all just, just imagine yourself I know we don't we don't get to the basketball court as much as we should and when we do we play people usually like our size like think about being on a basketball court the size you are now and Giannis
2: guarding you face up like, I'm not scoring a bucket ever in, like, no, no bucket as it.
1: Like, just think about like the influence he had on a basketball court like 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 that's incredible. So we, just his presence is gonna allow you to win at least half your games. Just, I mean, just him saw, being there and healthy.
0: We saw in the All Star game he guarded LeBron one on one and he blocked it
1: both times. Yeah, he's long yeah, yeah. But um that's yeah. He makes he makes the number three, number two, the Nets. Um again, I I, I this talent. This this talent, man. They got Kyrie and carry something see, man. and uh, he, he just he just happy to be back playing i watched him just pulling up from forever from, from everywhere just draining him like not not hitting no rim like, dude come on man like and did y'all see that layup when he went to the hoop with the right but did he switch it to the left on the right hand on the right side of the goal i'm like who does that like that's just pure improvisation like I only, like, that is incredible. When I saw him do that, that gave me a little chill. Like, oh, like, that was nasty. Like, but that's Kyrie. Uh, down the stretch, I like, I think, um, like I said, they, they need some defense. Um, that's what's going to win your championship. You got to be able to stop people. Uh, that's, that's where the Rockets fail. You can't outscore your opponent. You got to be able to stop them. Um, but number one, Lakers all day. LeBron. I mean, that, that, that's all
2: I got to say. LeBron. All
0: right, Adam, who you
2: got? Uh, This is an interesting one for me. So, uh, as you know, I'm always going to drop the stat bombs. It, uh, I'll, I'll copy Leo to uh, start with number five. My number five is the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, They now are. I- it looks like they're going to hang on against the Pistons, but they're a, a plus 15 differential going into today's game Uh, with their first two wins. I just. Anyone who's listened to this podcast knows how high I am on this team. And it comes down to roster construction. But you know, Trey Young is doing his best Steph Curry impression, and that is putting up monster numbers in three quarters because they don't even need him out there for the fourth. Uh going in through his first two games, averaging 36 and a half points and eight assists in a 43 player efficiency rating. That's not sustainable, but that's redonkulous. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are going to be a very dangerous team. And I don't know if they're going to stay in my pop, top five, but it's week one. They haven't lost yet. Damn it. They earned it. We'll see if they stay there, but they are in uh, my first edition of the power ranking. So congratulations. I like,
0: that. I like, I like what I said. It's not just ridiculous.
2: No, no, no. It's redonkulous, Re- redonkulous, depending on who you give the ball to, you know, uh, And they're only going to get better. They're only going to get better as they learn to play with each other. Um, They didn't have Gallo tonight. Otherwise, I think they would have been able to handle it a a little bit better. Uh, Number four is the team that just got their asses uh, handed to them royally. Unbelievable. It's hard to give a team that just lost by 50 points a spot in my power rankings. But I know who you're talking about. They didn't know what to do without Kawhi Leonard. This is the same team that just beat the Lakers. And spoiler alert, the Lakers aren't on my list. So the L.A. Clippers with Kawhi. Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. wait.
2: What did you just say? I said they are on my list. Oh, I thought you said they were not on your list. I'm not crazy. Of course they are.
1: I was going to say, brother. They're number one. They're number one.
2: Adam, Adam, your buddy's with me.
0: So, Adam, your buddy's with me. So I don't know about that.
2: might be a little bit. (laughs) I'll tell you what. No, Lakers, obviously very good. Uh, Clippers, they got their ass kicked, but it was their first game. I don't believe in excuses. Uh, Excuses are like assholes. Everyone's got them. They all stink. But here's the thing. When you're missing your best player, it's going to affect the way you game plan. And when you are playing against Luka Doncic and you don't have uh, Kawhi Leonard, that's going to be tricky. And also... That uh, Mavericks team, fresh off a of loss to uh, the Lakers, they were also like, hey, we need to uh, get our ass back in gear and show who we are. So they were as locked in as they could be against a, uh, let's say, a Clippers team that was bleeding in the water, right? And the shark that is the uh, Dallas Mavericks, even without uh, Chris Porzingis, they they smelled the blood and they went and they ate. And they ate by... Quite a bit going up by 50 at halftime. Only time that's ever happened in the NBA. Uh, Moving on the Eastern conference champions until anyone dethrones them, uh, the Miami heat. And uh, you know, we're going to see how tough they can be without Jimmy Butler right now. Uh, Hopefully he has a speedy recovery, but the the fact of the matter uh, with the Miami heat is they, they don't get enough respect. It's it's, it, it offends me. All right. I don't get it. (laughs) Why? What what do they have to do? They they beat the Bucks, they beat the Celtics, bro. It's it's talent, man. Hey, yeah, just talent. they got a lot of it. They got a lot of
0: talent,
2: man. I'm not, they I, I, I'm not
1: saying I, they got superstar talent.
2: I mean, they got at least I don't know Jimmy Butler. Yeah, superstar. This is goes back to a debate that's been raging for years. For sure, us. That'll, was, that'll be a whole different yeah. episode, Leo. <laughs> I will
0: say this: Leo makes a point. Here's the thing, though. There are Regular season superstars. The Damn out of
2: bio. Oh, come on,
0: man. No, no, no. I'm, no, no, I'm not even you talking know. about I'm I, it. Guys can turn into superstars
2: in the playoffs.
1: No, we I ain't talking about like no. Did Jimmy uh, Butler
2: not turn into a superstar? Yeah, when he, but he exa- Yeah,
1: he did. He did, but he didn't have anybody yeah. to help him. Like when, they, when you shut down Jimmy Butler, who going to give you a bucket? Like, and well, you it saw it. When, you
2: I don't know who. you saw it.
1: Harold, he made a couple ones, but there are a couple when he missed. <laughs> and your superstar <laughs> yeah. talent doesn't miss
2: those shots.
0: John uh, Ronald, another example of a guy who turns, who goes god mode when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. I, know, I mean,
2: what, the, the thing about the Heat, though, you know, I don't want to talk about the finals, but. There are they are on my list off of credibility and off of a resume because they came out of the Of East. the
1: culture. Off the culture. This is a this is a fine organization.
2: Leo, <laughs> they are the Eastern Conference champions. Until no, I notice. just to they, they, I, I agree. Bio is the second best center in the NBA. All right. You can take yeah, that. I agree. The face. I agree. I agree.
1: I'm I'm with you, bro. They're they're a fine organization. They do it, they deserve to be number two on your list. They're number three. No, number three. Oh, yeah, and just two, up two spots for mine. It's not like they're number one. Yeah, like, all right, Come on, bro, chill out,
2: so, chill so out. So the Miami Heat, very good at sports. Uh, number two, the Brooklyn Nets. And yeah, not, there you go. I almost yeah. thought about getting crazy on you guys and just putting them number one for shits and giggles. Uh, interesting thing about the Nets is they match up against the Lakers better, better than any team in the NBA. And we're going to see that in the finals, and I'll just leave it at that, all right? If I'm right, y'all gotta call me Hoopstradamus. All right, moving on to number one, the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Clippers, but come on, man, it's the Monstars with even more Monstars. You know, they they it, it is an embarrassment of riches. Now they're gonna lock up Dennis Schroeder. You know, they added Montrez Harrell, who's playing outstanding basketball. Uh, what more can we say about? You know, it's like it's honestly. Very similar to what I imagine it was like in the '80s when you had Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Just not fair. You have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and so I don't sleep care. on
1: shooter man, Don't sleep on shooter. I love shooter on that team. Oh yeah, love him on that team. And like man. I said, like, an embarrassment he, he, of riches. He he played with Chris Paul, and he comes over, and then I get to play with LeBron. <laughs> hold on. See, this is why I can't. This is why I can't do nothing nice because I got people around me who don't want to act right. <laughs> but, I don't uh, think
0: that's a person that's not acting right. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. People.
0: Josh, yeah. You're he, he, he a
1: person. You just can't talk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love what the Lakers have done. It's not fair. It, it's just not fair, Adam, with what's going on. And if you're the rest of the ME, I don't know what you're doing because mantras. Ha- You've got Montres Harrell as your sixth man who won it last year. And so I don't, if you're the teams around the NBA, you know, they're going to lock you up. You know, they have enough three point shooting that they're going to be a problem. And Marcus tall is so good at this point. He doesn't even have to do pretty much damn near anything in terms of, you know, really scoring. He'll get you a few rebounds. He'll get you some assists, but he's just a great body to have out there to defend. And it – I really don't know what you do. I mean, LeBron's going to have a nice season drinking some wine and having a few nights off this year because you don't – and it's not a knock on LeBron. It's just saying that he – you can be the third or fourth seed in the Western Conference, and I would still take them as the favorite to win the NBA Finals because he's proven time and time again you don't need the number one seed in order for him to go to the Finals. It's LeBron James. And he's got to be LeBron James when the time is right. And now it's when the best time LeBron calls, James, James
2: team ever assembled, probably.
0: You could definitely make an argument that this is the case. I would say you could definitely make that argument, but there's been so many. I think that could be
2: a, that could be a podcast topic. Ranking mm-hmm. the best LeBron James. Uh, we'll put best LeBron James one. team. We'll put a pin in that one. Who's on your five? All right, my number five. I'm going to throw a little
0: in- interesting one just like you. I got from the state next door to Illinois, the Indiana Paces. Mm. I think that they've been doing a fantastic job so far. I think this is a team that is very slept on, much like Atlanta. And a uh, Sabonis so is in the NBA finally playing at a superstar, arguably a superstar level. We wanted to see this forever. We wanted to see Adrevis do it. But Demontis is doing a damn good job filling in his father's shoes in terms of playing at a superstar-like level. 24 points, 11 rebounds, seven friggin' assists a game. I mean, are you kidding me?
1: Dude's unreal. The guy
0: has an insane passing vision. And I love that we are seeing big men like a Sabonis, like a Jokic, who you can run the offense through. Yep. And you are – and you will kick anybody's ass on any given night. But the thing that I'm loving right now is apparently Miles Turner thinks he's a, he's Mark Eaton. Oof. The guy's averaging f- on 5.7 blocks so far this season. Now, granted, it's early, but he's averaging 5.7 blocks a game. You, I don't know who hurt his feelings by driving to the basket, but apparently he's offended by everyone who drives to the basket. So when you've got someone like that down inside the paint, that's going to give you a lot of issues, and not to mention this team is deep. Doug McDermott is averaging 14 points a game off the bench. So
1: come on, bro. Come on, bro. Come on. Don't, don't, even, don't, even. Come on, bro. I
0: gotta give love to Doug McDermott. Bro, I'm don't even do love. that.
1: Don't even do that. That's depth. D- Count it. No, 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 no. How y'all gonna go from Tyler Hero to Doug McDermott? Come on, bro. He's talking
2: <laughs> about the team, though. He's talking about the team. I'm talking about Hoopers. The, 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 that's another thing. Doug McDermott don't has ever the highest
1: uh, Leo, in, in franchise McDermott's history.
2: Is he on your fantasy squad? No, no. Doug McDermott has <laughs> the highest true shooting percentage in the history of that franchise. That's true, though. That is so actually a true. Statement. So, what does that
1: mean? What is it other than he can shoot? It means
0: Guess he what? can you shoot. You don't need to do a whole lot in this league. You can make a, you can make a, 20000000 dollars a year just shooting. And, and that's shooting. all he's got to do. Okay. Let me, let me, let me look this up.
2: So you're saying he's a good shooter. I, I'm, I mean, Josh didn't call him an MVP. He said he's a, a, a great piece for their depth and he's averaging and he's having a great start to the season. That's all true. Kyle Corbin made $82 million
0: <laughs> just shooting. All right. I'll make it quick. Number four. I number four. I'm going to go with – I would probably have to go with the Boston Celtics right now. I would think that they're still going to be in there, and I think they're still one of the better teams in this league, but we shall see. I think between them and the Milwaukee Bucks, it's a race for that third spot right now. But based on the play I've seen from Milwaukee, and because I because they're struggling with that Kimball Walker, I'm going to put Boston for number three. I'm gonna put the Miami Heat. I'm with Adam there, and I, my top three is the same as Adam's. Miami, Brooklyn, and the Los Angeles Lakers. I, I or I like to put it this way: number one is the Lakers. Two through thirty is everybody else, because they're playing. They just the talent on that team is just a different level. And barring a massive injury to someone like Anthony Davis, this is the best team in the NBA, and I don't see anybody who's going to be able to match them. I just don't, They have all the defenders they need got all the three-point shooting they need. They've got all the rebounding you need. And they've got LeBron James. He's very good. You don't need much more than that. (laughs) Yeah. So that is my top three. It is the Miami Heat, the Brooklyn Nets, and the Los Angeles Lakers. Beautiful. And on that note, I would like to thank Coach Leo and, of course, the Philosophizer, Adam Shalafu, for a great episode. And guys, want to just say once again thank you and we will have have more for you hopefully um coming up this week uh and enjoy everyone if i don't am i not if i'm not on another podcast this week want to say happy new year to everybody and thank you once again tune in to more Hoopster for beautiful
2: see you next time